Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Freudian Slips. If you hear some background noise, it's because I've rearranged my microphone. I have a tendency to rub my hands. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's a bit far away from me. It's probably going to be a bit echoey in your system and for that I apologize. I'll correct it all later, but I'm in the process of redoing my studio. But you're here. The Freudian Slips. I believe this is episode 5. I'm not sure. Let's hope I'm correct. And I apologize for the brief hiatus of one day. Normally, we like to get a podcast out every Sunday with a follow-up on a whimsical Wednesday. But as you can see, today's Tuesday, and I am two days behind. So without further ado, I'm your host, K. Michael Cavanaugh. Let's get this started. So today's episode... We're going to talk about fixing your relationship. That's right, your relationship. And let's pray that you have one. And if you don't, here's an opportunity to figure out why you don't if you had one before and you don't have it now, or what to do in the future to keep the one you have going. Let's start with the obvious, fixing yourself. That's first and foremost. You need to fix you before you try to drag somebody else into your malaise. And we'll start with the obvious of the obvious. You're not perfect. None of us are. We try. We hope. We think. Obviously, <laughs> none of us are reaching up to that expectation. So let's go with you're not perfect. How do you know you're not perfect? You're not. Neither am I. How do you know you're not perfect? Because if you were perfect, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You'd be finding something else to do with your time. And the primary reason I know you're not perfect is that no one is. So let's start with this. Fixing yourself. Pretty easy. Something is wrong with all of us. And if you think that nothing is wrong with you, trust me, you're mistaken. Um, not being perfect is okay. Thinking you're perfect, not okay. Now, in a relationship, there's a couple of things that occur. One, you take a person that came from their own background and upbringing and you try to attach yourself while they attach themselves to another person with a whole nother background and upbringing. That gives two people a part of their relationship. And then if you'd like, you can add the two parents. Oh, and wait, there are two more parents. Oh, and wait, there may be siblings, friends, aunt, uncle, nephews, nieces. I don't know. You got a whole slew of people we call family members. The point is, they've all given you advice and given you indications of what should occur in your life. Some of them you experienced yourself and some of them you've watched them go through the experiences. Either way, you learned. And what you learned through all of that was what you believed a relationship was supposed to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of that may have been right. Some of that may have been wrong. If I were a betting man, I'd say most of it was just guessing at the best. If I was a betting person, I'd probably say most people were just guessing. They're trying to do the best they can with what they had. And this is where they ended up. If you happen to hear growling in the background, that's the Qster. And he is just doing his thing. Give me one moment. Hey, Quincy, give it a rest. Okay, back to where I was. Not being perfect. Obviously, we're not. Second point. You're bringing a lot of people into this relationship. A lot of them. <clears throat> Some of which you probably should not have brought along. But those people, 
are like your past experiences. They're a giant duffel bag that you are dragging around from one relationship to another. And inside that duffel bag is a bunch of those life experiences. Oh, he treated me this way. Oh, she treated me that way. Oh, I trusted them and it didn't work out. Or they trusted me and it didn't work out. Either way, you are dragging that from one relationship to the next, filling it with their crap, dragging that to the next. Some of you don't even have duffel bags. Some of you got steamer trunks. Some of you would have to pay for the extra luggage, extra luggage that you keep dragging around with you. Oh, and by the way, that person has a suitcase too. And if you're not careful, their suitcase may be bigger than yours. So what do you do? One, leave the suitcase at the door. I'm sure you don't have the time to empty it out and get away all those past histories and that might take years of therapy. But I will tell you this, if you find yourself in a relationship saying things like, before, I remember, and all of those type of, I don't know what you would call them, remembrances, nah, that's probably not right. Experiences, yeah, they're experiences, but that's still not what I'm looking for. They're just the past. And if you keep bringing up the past, there is no way to live in the future. So, how you were raised, it's important. It should not define who you are once you've become an adult. Now, hold on to the good things. I'd like a person to treat me with respect. Or when your mother told you, be sure and be aware of this man or that man because of this reason or that reason, you might should listen to that. For guys, you really don't get that kind of experience. You're just kind of told to stay away from trampy women which is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard because they're so much fun. But that was saying this is now. How you were raised is important. It helps shape your values. But if they define you, then that might be a problem. So let go of the past. Nothing you have from the past will probably have any value in your current relationship as far as possessions go. So great, he gave you a ring and he was going to marry you and you now have that ring. That has no value in your new relationship. Those old postcards, those old love letters, you know, keeping them in your phone because, oh, it was such a long relationship and I just hate to let go. You can't take that with you to your new relationship. Your new relationship is built on new, not old. So it might be, it might encourage, I would encourage you. It might behoove you. That's what I'm looking for. It might behoove you to let that go. Another good point is happiness is happiness is you fill in the blank. What does it take to make you happy? While fixing yourself, you're going to have to define that for yourself. What is happiness to you? Because sitting in a home and going, I'm bored. What are you trying to do? And come with the other person and being your clown? You want that person to entertain you? You want that person to fulfill your need for happiness? through some behavioral trait, through some idea in their head of how to make you happy? No. If you like concerts, happiness is going to concerts. You need to find someone that likes going to concerts or go to concerts by yourself. However, that's probably going to cause a problem in a relationship because they're not going to want you to be going out all the time by yourself. So you may have chosen the wrong person to be in a relationship with. Uh, letting go of old arguments. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, you might want to let go of any old arguments. 
Meaning yesterday, we were discussing who left the door open and who didn't close it behind them and who didn't lock it. To bring that up in a new discussion from an old argument with phrases like you always or you never, you know, those absolutes. Um, how many times have I asked you? All of those are old arguments. They don't help your current situation. They don't help your current discussion. All they do is remind the person of your pettiness, that something that happened X days, weeks, months ago, is probably still fresh in your mind. Or at least you're willing to pull that out of your bag of tricks, that old duffel bag of yours, and use it against the person you're having a discussion with now. That's not cool. That's a terrible way to maintain a relationship. Certainly won't help you fix the one you're currently in. And more than likely, you're doing more damage or more harm than good. Uh, forgiving yourself. Give that a shot. A good way to let go of the past is to forgive the individuals of your past. Give them a break. Whatever occurred, occurred. And there may be a multitude of reasons as to why it occurred. You might have no fault at all. It might 100% be the other individual's behaviors, actions, mannerisms, statements, whatever, that caused the demise of their relationship. And I'm sure you were hurt at the time. But if you don't forgive them for that transgression or that perceived transgression, it's going to be pretty hard to move forward. It's going to be pretty hard to fix the relationship you're in if you've got something that you're holding on to that you haven't forgiven them for. Never forget, forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for yourself. It's so that you can move on. It's your chance to find closure. It's your opportunity to say, I can rise above that which occurred. That which occurred. And I can go on with my life. Uh, let's go to, I don't know if this would be I or J by now. We're rapidly rolling down the alphabet. Fixing others. You want to fix a rela relationship by fixing another person? You want to fix a relationship by fixing another person's behaviors, actions, or statements. You're wasting your time. You can't. That person would have to want to make the changes that you'd like to see. Now, there's nothing wrong with stating to them what you'd like that change to be. But you're not doing the fixing. You're not. They are because they choose to want to be with you. And they realize that their behaviors, actions, or statements are causing you discomfort. So they, in turn, will fix themselves. You only need to bring it up one time. Maybe a refresher. If it occurs while it's occurring, bring it up. Kind of like catching a dog pooping in a place you don't want them to poop. You got to catch them then. If you don't catch them then, they've forgotten what occurred. And in fact, if given the opportunity, the dog would probably uh, deny it. Humans are not paying attention to most transgressions. They're unaware of them. If you bring it up while it's occurring, while it's occurring, there's a chance they'll recognize it and they'll do something about it. If not, there's no point in bringing it up thinking you're fixing them. You're not. Along with fixing comes, of course, acceptance. As they are. As they are, you have a mate that refuses to put the toilet seat up or down. You have a mate that has no idea that that dish actually belongs in the sink. And that cup doesn't become an ornament for the table. It can be put into the dishwasher. 
you have to accept them for who they are. In relationships in the past, I've had individuals, you'll excuse me, I've had individuals who liked eating in the bedroom. I personally can do without it. I don't need food in my bedroom. But I've had individuals that like eating in the bedroom. So now I have a choice. I can attempt to fix them and their behavior by constantly nagging them that I don't like that and I wish they'd stop. Or I can just go, you know, is it so much that I can't accept it? I can't accept them for who they are as they are. What's the level or degree of acceptance? How much should you accept and how much should you let go? Only you can answer that. But I will say this, you will cause yourself less headache, less stress, and less disagreeable conversations if you learn to accept a person for who they are. And with that, you might want to recognize their behavioral traits before you enter into a relationship with them. That would be a good start. Now, when it comes to fixing people, obviously the number one home builders are women. There's nothing they like more than a project and fixing some man and changing him in some way, shape or form. Because if he would just do this or just do that or just do this, he'd be just right. Men, they just want to fix things. Fix the car, fix the door, fix that annoying barking dog, whatever. That's mostly what they try to fix. Women, they like fixing their relationship. They like working on it. It's almost like a painting that's never quite finished. But if they just put a little red here, a little blue there, sculpt out the horizon, then it'd be perfect. Kind of leads them to a God complex. And women, probably more than men, suffer from the fallacy of sunk cost. They feel like they've put so much into it then it's just terrible to just let it go to waste because they've done so much. That's a, that's a failing. It's not acceptance. It's a desire to make things as they see them. Pretty close to a God complex. Or they might just be selfish. I don't know. They want everything for themselves, how themselves, you know, and then they'll be happy. And if it, <laughs> if it interferes with what a man wants for himself, eh, well, so be it. You know, spoils of war, so to speak. Now, those are all the things that I can say about fixing your relationship. At least that I can say for now. I am talking to myself, by the way. Um, fixing yourself. You're not perfect. Put that suitcase that you've been carrying around with all them past relationships in it. Um, and remember, they got a suitcase too. How you were raised, it's important. It helps shape your values and set who you are. Let go of your past. Nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to engage in it, but you can't become a prisoner to that. And you can't fix that with where you are now. Okay, those possessions that you've been dragging around, you keep stored away, they don't help your current relationship. They can only hurt it. And if there are so many heirlooms there that one day they might be found by someone else and they go, hey, what's this? That's just a discussion I'm pretty sure you don't want to have. Happiness is, that's right, fill in the blank for yourself. Determine what makes you happy and go after that. Old arguments, let go. Old disagreements, let go. Forgive them for their transgressions or perceived transgressions. And in reality, you're freeing yourself so that you can obtain closure. Women more than men, fixing others, stop it right now. Acceptance is a must. You're going to have to accept the fact that... They can or can't do with something. 
they will or will not do something. You're not training an animal. This is a human being who came into this relationship with a number of years behaving the way they wanted. So how in the world do you expect to fix them, accept them if you love them? Um, we're not going to talk about God complex and being selfish. We already mentioned that. But what I always like to do is give somebody some tools that they can use in their relationship right now that'll really help. Psychologists have found <clears throat> that when you want someone to change their behavior, pointing out the negative is the least effectual way of doing it. To garner the most effect for what you want to occur, you have to overemphasize the positives and disregard the negatives. And here's the example for you. You want your child to clean their room. You ask them to clean their room and you go in later to check their room. You notice that almost no, little to no, progress has been made. They stuffed this over here. They've hidden that over there. They totally didn't even see the cups and saucers or whatever were on the counter. However, they did put their shoes in the closet. So your response should be not what they didn't do. Oh, you didn't put this away and you didn't put that away. It should be, and science bears this out, that let's call him Timmy. Timmy, you've done a really good job of putting your shoes away. I like the way you've lined them up in there. That is excellent. Excellent. Let me help you with this, this, and this. And you pick those up and you take that out. Take the cups and saucers out. Grab the socks and what have you. Have him come help you take them to the laundry or washer room or wherever you keep those type of items. And ignore the other things. The next time you go in there, mention only the good things that he's done to clean this room. Because we respond more to positives than negatives. Most people do. They'll want to begin doing things to receive more positive statements. Now, in a relationship, you have a mate, a mate that will not do X. Instead of mentioning the things they don't do, mention the things they do. And if it turns out that the very thing that they're not doing that you want them to do, they happen to do. So let's say put their shoes up when they come in the door. The one time you notice that they do that, shower them with praise. Listen, I really appreciate you putting your shoes up. That was very thoughtful of you. And walk away. And I promise you, in time, they will begin to put their shoes up on a regular basis because of the appreciation they received for having done it and the appreciation you showed for them having done it. That's all I got for you today. I'll see you Wednesday for another Whimsical Wednesday. I don't know what the topic will be, but it'll be interesting. I want to take the time to thank you for tuning in to the Freudian Slips with your host, K. Michael Cavanaugh. Have a good evening, have a good night, and I'll see you soon.